Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Pip, pip, cheerio. It's Ghost Chronicles International. I'm Ron Kolick, and he is Steve Parsons. Thanks I for listening. Down, no, I want week. to go down. I want to go down <laughs> jog offing your yoga pants to the store. Uh, why don't you? <laughs> they, why can't we have ads like that? I know. Anyway, so tune Sorry. in next week when we have a real show. And uh, good night. God bless. Good night. God bless. What? <laughs> I suppose we've got to do it now for real, haven't we? Yeah, we already put us on. It's too late. Damn. This so, anyways, re- just tell them it's a recording. Yeah, it is. Uh, anyways, um, you're back from uh, jolly old someplace. Scotland. Yes. Edin- Edinburgh, the capital city of Scotland, where I right. was a week ago tonight, uh, talking to the Edinburgh Fortean Society. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, you remember the week, uh, week before that we had Gordon Rutter on. He was the... Uh, yeah, I sent that. him a message. He never returned my message. I don't blame him. Um, but a week ago tonight, uh, about I'll now... I'll never speak fact, to him again, ever. About now, in fact, um, I was talking to them about uh, paracoustics, sound and the paranormal, and enjoying a, uh, a few days away with uh, with my lovely wife because it came right between our birthdays. So it was a great time to uh, sneak off for a few days without the boys. Ah. So <laughs> do, they, do they really say pep, pep, cheerio, what all that crap? Uh, no. What is that, anyway? What's pip, what? Pep, cheerio. Oh, I think it actually... What the hell does it mean? I think it's an old naval tradition. Uh, the pip, pip does, anyway. But the cheerio... Or chair ho, actually, it, it's not cheerio. It's chair ho, which has been changed into cheerio uh, uh-huh. as a form of, of goodbye. But I'm sure it's chair ho. Um, and Google it, somebody, and tell me. Uh, interesting. But it's it's uh, the they don't pit- say that anymore, right? God no, we've never said it. They only say uh, that on Downton. Oh, good, good. It's only on Downton that. Sort of, uh, yeah. Yeah, we don't do that sort of thing for real. I mean, that's purely for tourists. It's like when you go to Scotland, you never see a Scotsman wearing a kilt or, or, or dressed in tartan or ah, eating shortbread. Or, yeah, that's purely for the tourists. Oh, that's excellent. And that's who you were. You were in Scotland. And, you, and you were talking about what? At the 14 <sighs> Society? The, not the 14 It's the 14 Society. Remember? Yeah, uh, yeah it was... mentally. No, 14, as in Charles Fort, the, uh, the man who uh, used to study and write extensively about all things strange and weird, like falls of fishes and, um, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, and not returning emails. And not not returning emails and, yeah, stuff like that. And but black walls. Probably, and for the best. Probably. But Edinburgh is uh, always... Um, 
I have fond memories because we've done a lot of uh, ghost adventures up up in Edinburgh over the years, you know, going back 10, 12 more years. It, in fact, some years we were up there three, four times, and um, it's the home to, of course, uh, the, the famous Real Mary King's Close, which is an underground street. Yeah, we've uh, talked about that before. In fact, we uh, talked a lot about the over it. last time. Yeah, well, let's not go into that. So, uh, yeah, so it, it's, it, it has fond memories, and I think the best part about it was uh, there were no two small boys there for three days. Right, and lots of Starbucks around. Do you know, oddly enough, it's, uh, it, yeah, it did turn into a... Um, a walk from Starbucks to Starbucks. Mind yeah, you, in my defence, there were there were an awful lot of hills there, and yeah, we did, yeah, yeah. and it was raining. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so what was your talk about uh, at the uh, fourteen society? Well, you've heard me talking about sound and the paranormal, particularly yeah. infrasound, over the years, yeah. uh, but. Uh, the talk was has developed. Uh, the, the, the whole idea has developed to to encompass a great deal more than just infrasound. I mean, everybody is aware of Tandy's hypothesis that low frequency sound uh, would cause some people to have strange sensations, and yeah. that uh, yeah, you all understand that. But in in more recent years, uh, the the research has expanded to cover the ultrasound range. Uh, so this is the, the, the dog whistle end of the, of the sound spectrum. But also, and most interestingly, all sound that we can't hear because the fact that you can't hear a sound is simply because it's too quiet for you to, to hear it with your ears. But it, there is still sound energy there. Um, it's just very, very quiet. But nonetheless, it can still act upon you. For example, uh, composers of religious music and, and pop themes have known for a long time that if you add certain uh, scales of notes and certain tones into music, it has an effect. And we all understand the emotional effects of, of sound, for example. Just, just think back to all of those favourite songs that you have uh, that you love listening to and the emotions that they evoke you know, you, uh, couples right. may have a favourite song, songs that can reduce you to tears, yeah. songs that can re- so sound, um, songs are just sound, so yeah. yeah, so sound has a very, very powerful effect on us, yeah. and if you if you watch even small children growing up um, as they develop, they very quickly get into Music and rhythm and sound. Yeah. Uh, we are, you know, very, very much creatures of sound. Even deaf people, um, and I've spoken to a number of deaf people, really? have a have a very Did short. They hear you? No, um, okay. but you can still have a conversation with a deaf person. Fine, I didn't say. That. Uh, <laughs> I just asked. But they have a very strong sense of rhythm. Uh, they have a, uh, sorry, not rhythm, of vibration. Um, that they can sense vibrations, you know, without using the normal hearing mechanisms which may be damaged or, or not working. Um, so sound and vibration is something that, you know, we are very much creatures that use, albeit um, often without realising it and can have yeah. very profound effects. So that's where the research has gone. So we're looking at things like, for example, uh, ultrasound. And you think, well, where are you going to get ultrasound from? I mean, it's yeah, not like, you know... Gonna get ultrasound well, from? You, you can't take an LRAD, uh, but you can take a bat or you can find a bat. And the interesting thing about bats is that the frequency that bats generate for their little, little bat radars is very, very directional. And so... W- uh, can have uh, ultrasound can have some very interesting effects on people, and bat ultrasound from certain species is in that range of frequencies. It's already known yeah. 
to have these unusual effects on people. But if people know there are bats there, even without seeing them, you have the additional, oh, I'm not going in there because there's a scary bat. It'll get tangled up in my hair. Mm. So you have the, the sort of additional fear layering going on as well. So that's quite cool. Yeah, that's uh, really interesting. We could make it sound more interesting, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we we can we could talk about some of the other interesting things that sounds does. For example, a U.S. Navy surgeon in the 1980s discovered that lots of uh, rate, junior naval ratings on aircraft carriers uh, were going on deck for the carrier for the jet launches, uh, and he, he he couldn't believe that 200 ratings on a U.S. Uh, aircraft carrier had suddenly become plane spotters and wanted to watch jets taking off all day long. So he started to question them. Um, and he discovered that both male and female ratings uh, were becoming sexually aroused by the vibrations uh, of the jet launches. Really? There you go. That's an interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah. So, what have you been doing? So, anyways, is that why we get we can get songs stuck in our minds? Uh, why they stick ah, with the us? Earworm. For instance, you know, I've got KLF's uh, "Justified Ancient," "Justified and Ancient," and stuck in my brain for over two weeks now, and it won't go away. Am I being possessed by a song? Uh, no, that's called an earworm, and that's an interesting psychological effect that it's been studied by a number of uh, parapsychologists. Uh huh. Um, I, I, although, what did you say it was? Uh, what, what was the song? KLF song? Uh, Justified in ancient. I think that was actually a psychic message. I think that was a reinforcement of your delusion. Mm, I think so. Self-justified and ancient. Yeah, self-justified. Could very well be. Yeah, that was... Uh, yeah. There you go. Somebody's Somebody's looked up. Cheerio. It's an old... Uh, in fact, Nathan did. Uh, it's an old-ish within the last century and a half, British-English way of saying goodbye in a cheerful and irrelevant, irreverent manner. A general greeting uh, used to create enthusiasm, mostly by the upper classes, very rarely used in North America, where it is most likely to be considered humorous and is often used in a parody of British... Were you parodying me? Oh, probably. Oh, OK. Anyway, that's uh, really interesting, too. Uh, so moving right along, I wanted to ask you, uh, you, you have been doing this for a, a couple of years now, right? Uh, the paranormal investigating and stuff, right? Uh, well, you know, one or two. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, as many as you. And, it, well, no one's as old as I am, so that makes it. Just to find an ancient. That's right. Uh, so anyways, um, do people ever send you photographs for you to comment on? regularly however um do you know i i always try and I, i've lost the interest in in trying to me, uh, be make comments because ultimately it just usually ends up in, a, in an argument if you don't say what they want you to say mm. have you ever found that if you yeah tell it's, what it's, they want? it's yeah if you yeah that's a common thing that happens but uh you know, it's like if you do an investigation and you don't do it like they do it on TV, then it's probably, uh, you know, not the right way. Um, so there you go. But anyways, I have decided to, because 
I get, I'm like you. I get quite a few of those, and and quite honestly, most of them I really don't comment on uh, for a lot of reasons. But anyways, I've decided today at my paranormal study group that I am bringing the whole batch of them in. Well, not the whole batch, but a bunch of them in, and I decided to have my paranormal study group look at them and uh, give me comments on them. Okay, that's interesting. But then you end up with, you see, it, that's. Well, that's just analysis by by, consen- by uh, consensus, isn't it? Because uh, ma- the majority of people who are interested in the paranormal will intrinsically uh, go for the fact that what it is is most likely to be paranormal. And do they have the? Uh, does anybody have the necessary skills in order to be able to fully interpret or analyse a photograph? Lots of groups will say, "Oh, we had the photograph analysed," and then you say, "Well, how did you have it analysed?" Oh, well, we have this guy, and he's really good with a camera, and he stuck it on Photoshop and played with the sliders until it turned into what he hoped it would turn into. Right. You know, having having analysis by consensus, giving a picture to a group of people at uh, you know anywhere. Give it to a bunch of sceptics and they're going to tell you it's a face in the fire, it's pareidolia. If you give it to a bunch of believers, uh, they're going to tell you it's paranormal. Um, but what you might find and what might be interesting, and I hope they're not listening, is you might find that uh, what they start off with in general disagreement, they will reach a consensus um, by sort of group conformity taking place. You know, one says something and then everybody can see the face and then, it, then they'll all agree and blah, 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 blah. But what's interesting about these these photographs that do the rounds regularly on social media is that you find people, um, first of all, they share them to everybody and you see the same ones going over and over and over with the same, or the same video clip. But you get sceptics. Uh, they feel compelled to comment on them and debunk yeah. them over and over and over. You know, life's too short. But it'd be interesting to um, to, yeah... It'd be interesting to to see what the paranormal study group comes up with because I've I've met them and they're a, they're a pretty level headed bunch. Mm. Yeah, mostly, despite yeah. your best efforts to to unhinge them. Mm. Very much so. Uh, so I found that uh, you know at least it'll give me a consensus of what, uh, and and I can almost. I can almost see the the battle lines being drawn on these <laughs> photographs. Uh, so it's uh, well, it will I, give you a consensus because ultimately, um, what will happen is, can you can you record the com- record the session? Because what you, what I think you might find is that at the start of the session, uh, when they presented with each picture, at the start of each picture, mm-hmm. there will be a. Uh, a more scattergun approach. Uh, people throwing, I, well, I can see a face, well, I can see a dog, I can see a cat, I can see a person, I can see a shape. What you'll find is once one or two have suggested something, others will see the same thing, and then gradually they will persuade one another the, to to conform. And then you will get the group conformity. You get the same effect with EVPs. Um, you've, we've had this on, on, for example, on Most Haunted. Oh, they did. Uh, they did these TV EVPs where they put four choices across the bottom of the screen, and people texted in what they thought that the EVP said. And oh, right very at the clever. beginning, 
Well, right at the very beginning, of course, you had entirely random responses, like uh, it's a male voice saying, get me out of here, it's a female voice screaming, it's a child singing Ringa Ringa Roses. But once people had put, uh, once the, uh, the thing had run across the bottom of the screen with people's suggestions, then you got more and more agreement because you were you were telling people what the, what it was that they were listening for. And then by the end of the night, unsurprisingly, you got, you know, the vast majority of people were all hearing the same thing. And I wouldn't be surprised if you get that with the, with the pictures. Up tonight. So, well, I, I'll, I'll report back next week and let you know how we we made out with this thing. I mean, because there's quite a few of them. Uh, I went to where I, I, could, I was amazed how many freaking photographs I, I have received. And, uh, you know. It's scary, so, isn't it? Uh, well, you know, it's uh, interesting, genuinely interesting, in that, <laughs> in that uh, you know, you look at them and, you know, some are really cool, and I don't know how else to say it, and you look at them and they're are really cool. Um, and, I you know, I, I'd like to see what other people think, so. I'd like to see what people who don't give a, uh, a a damn about the paranormal think of the pictures, because often we ask people who are skeptics or we ask people who are interested in the paranormal what they think. Very rarely, and I did something quite a few years ago now, where I presented a dozen pictures uh, that were supposed to contain paranormal things like ghosts and whatever uh, to a to a bunch of people who were uh, I think they were in a caravan club. Um, they had no interest whatsoever in the paranormal. Now, their responses were very, very different because none of them saw what the paranormal uh, or the sceptics saw. Um, obviously, the sceptics all poo-pooed whatever it was that they did see. Well, the sceptics won't see anything, even if they did see something. Yeah, but what was interesting is the people from the caravan club didn't see anything anyway. You know, they they were looking at the scenery, they were looking at the walls, they were looking at the objects within the pictures. None of them saw the anomaly that that everybody was getting, you know, had got previously so excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they just didn't see it. And if you look at we. You know, we take thousands of pictures, we see thousands of pictures on Facebook, and if you go through Facebook pictures, non-paranormal Facebook picture, pictures from friends and family and all the other bilge that's on there, you see lots and lots of anomalies uh, popping up from time to time. At least I do. I notice lots and lots of them. Um, but they're not, they're not posted by way of being anomalous. They're simply, you know, pictures of pets and dogs and holidays and lunch and cups of coffee. Uh, the anomaly has gone unnoticed because the person was not interested in looking for the anomaly. Yeah, you ever see those photographs they do put on Facebook where they say, uh, wait for it, and they put a photograph up there, and then you look at this thing, and it, it's it's like you said, it's a dog, it's a whatever, but all of a sudden you look and you'll see like a, a face between somebody's legs. Well, it didn't sound very good. Uh, <laughs> you'll see a face over someone's shoulder <laughs> or something. I've seen plenty where there's a face between the legs, but not in the yeah, context. Yeah, yeah, let's not, right. Moving right along. Uh, but yeah, have you seen those before? I mean, you, you see many of them, right? Yeah, lots. Um, and, they're, and they're interesting because you do you stare at them and you can't see anything, and then all of a sudden, it's like you get vision and you can see whatever you're supposed to see, I guess. And it's the there. problem is, then you can't not see it, can you? 
you know, what's, that's what's, the thing. Once you've seen it, you can't yeah. see it. Yeah. It's like a yeah. bad accident. You can't get it out of your mouth. <laughs> I think, well, you know, I said before about, you know, we're creatures of, of, of sound. We're also creatures. Of, we are creatures of our senses and we have to rely on our senses and we have to seek out patterns and, and shapes because, you know, often our lives depend on it. You know, when you're sitting at an intersection, uh, you're looking for the oncoming motorcycle. Um, you know, it might be a very small shape that you're looking for, a fast-moving small shape. You know, the sun might be shining badly. Uh, and if you don't spot it, your brain doesn't snap in and warn you straight away. So we're used to seeing, plus faces. I mean, you know, as a as the smallest infant, we are hardwired. Our brains are hardwired to recognize uh, our parents, to recognize humans. And so we have this sort of hardwired face. that We see faces in fires, in fabrics, in clouds. We see, you know, yeah, we but are... Yeah, I'm talking talk more in a... Well, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's the same concept. We're not just looking for, um, you know, we're not just looking for faces, but we are programmed to find... Right, yeah, we know, to make we know sense pareidolia, of, that's what it is. Yeah, pareidolia, yeah, whether it's, it's audio or visual, or it's... it's yeah, I mean, bring that's... In a, order, bring in order to disorder. Uh, yeah, our brains are just... Pro, our mind is just programmed to create order out of chaos. We like to pigeonhole everything. I guess that's why, in a way, we like to explore the paranormal, because it's something that we don't understand. Therefore, it doesn't sit very comfortably with some people in terms of it, its existence. I mean, you know, I could put myself into that group. I know it's the... I know there is something there that needs exploring, and that makes me want to explore it. You know, we are, we are determined little creatures who are ever curious. Oh, absolutely. And the... Uh... You know, I, I, I let me see how much time we got before the break. Uh, a few minutes, anyways. Uh, my last red light sands. Uh, I had a couple that showed up, uh, and they he was a medium from uh, the UK, from Arthur Findlay. So uh, not he not from Arthur Findlay. I take that back. He went to uh, attended Arthur Findlay. He does uh, platform readings in the UK, and. He was talking about uh, a project he was working on, on uh, spirit ops. Right. And, and I immediately thought of you, of course. Uh, but then he says, but I'd like to, to be able to prove that it's more than just dust particles or whatever. He says, and, and I think I can do that by using a 3D camera. Well, God bless him. It's already been tried. Mm-hmm. And now, as we as we both know, the results did prove something, but it wasn't what he wanted. That's that's not true. I mean, I I seen it's you with the three, three. Wait a minute, I saw you with three D camera take a couple of shots with an orb in one and an orb not in the other. And that's right. That to me was absolutely no proof of anything. But it uh, was. It proved that the the orb was uh, the object, the dust particle uh, was very close to one of one of the pair of lenses. Therefore, it wasn't above your head like it appeared in the picture taken at the Hammond Castle. Mm-hmm. Um, now, on, most on, people how say... Many, that, how many photographs did you take? Uh, well, on that particular day? Yeah. About maybe half a dozen, maybe? If about, that? Yeah, about half a dozen. Um, yeah. We got all in that's not, four, a good, that's not a good sampling. No, but a very good sampling would be... Um, should, we, should we pick a sample number of around about 3,500? That's a good number. Because... 
because that's what the orb research project covered uh we had three and a half pairs so about seven thousand images in total yeah and no mobs in both lenses uh, we had no instance where an orb appeared allowing for the parallax where the orb appeared in the same place twice meaning that the orb always had to be within three to five centimeters of the camera lens okay so if you did hit what i was gonna say so it's not floating around above somebody's head or holding the hands out and we got some really good coincidental stuff we got mediums pointing at orbs uh, or, or seemingly pointing at orbs. You've seen mm-hmm. the pictures. Uh, you've got Dr. Kieran O'Keefe pointing at an orb with David Wells, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're not actually. It was just purely coincidence. You had you standing underneath an orb, and I said, sit in that chair, and I'll take a picture with an orb above your head. That's because lots of people got orbs in their pictures. And lo uh, <laughs> Yeah, But nevertheless, being said, uh, yeah. if you did get yeah. a picture... Ah, would you if, just dismiss it? No, and if you've seen the orb talk, uh, so you know that the final line is the 3D camera remains in use regularly, and should an orb ever appear or an anomaly ever appear, um, where it is only one side, where, where it's on both sides, uh, mm-hmm. like for the parallax, mm-hmm. then it would be somewhat more interesting. Right, I can't say it's I can't say it's paranormal, can I? Because you know, what is paranormal? Well, do you know para, what a ghost is? It's paraorbal. Yeah. Well, what what is a ghost? No, it's paraorbal, which means para-orbal. it's paraorbal. It's that's like orbit. that's like terrible. Mm, thank you. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so so he was going to use a three D camera. Yeah, did that's, you, that's that's. Did you explain to him it'd been done? I explained uh, that a, a good, very good friend of mine uh, from the UK, uh, Steve Parsons, from his country, had done lots of research on it and wasn't able to uh, do that. Uh, but he said he had photographs of orbs going through solid objects, which I found um, interesting as well. Well, now got, go ahead. we have several. We have several like that. Um, within the old project uh, from the 3D camera where the where the orb appears to be um, passing through or behind or um, linked to an object in actual fact it's just it's just the way the the camera re, uh, records it but a digital camera doesn't have as many pixels as a human eye for example it, it can't see light with the same sort mm-hmm. of quality and the way it writes the image then to the it sort of prioritizes it says that's a light bit that's a dark bit so i'll overlay that with that and then you know it's all about compression and getting stuff onto memory cards so they're not actually flying through things it's just the way the camera because you gotta remember a digital camera is only writing to electronically its interpretation of the world and squashing it what about a video camera well, it's exactly the same. There's no difference. A video camera and a still camera, a digital still camera, are exactly the same. One records continuously from the from the imaging mm-hmm. sensor, and one contains a snapshot from the imaging sensor. But the technology so, identically. As you, as you know, and and I have informed you in the past that we have had two cameras on two different floors of a uh, location with the knob going up to the ceiling and coming. <laughs> up to the floor with no openings in either the floor or any vents or so forth. 
and my response was, uh, if it's not coincidental, then it's, it would certainly be something that would warrant further examination. I would so, never dismiss anything, because to do so... So you're at least open-minded that it, it God, might yeah. be possible? If, well, if I it mean, is, parent, yeah. Wouldn't you be a bloody fool to, to dismiss anything without testing the idea? Mm. You know, I mean, bury your head in the sand and say it can't happen, la, la, Well, la. there's the music, so I'm going to bury my hand in the sand and take a break. So, anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, International with Steve Parson in the most humble radical. Right here on Tojinet, Parex, Planet Paranormal, and wherever the hell else we're being played. We'll be right back after the following messages. Monday mornings just got scarier. Tune in every Monday at 11 a.m. for another episode of Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition with New England's own Van Helsing, Ron Kolick, and his inquisitive travel companion, Lou Blassie, the professor. Hey, that's me. Each week we'll delve into the realm of the supernatural where all that is is not what it appears to be with remarkable guests, spirited conversation, and the occasional voice of the deceased. We'll bring you a whole new meaning to the term dead air. Ghost Chronicles, Mondays at 11 on Eagle Radio 1110. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. from the New England Ghost Project. And I'm Gail Lax from Winslow Studio Yoga and Healing. And we'd like to invite you to a very special event that we're running March 18th through the 20th. At the historic Daniel Inn in Brunswick, Maine. This is a weekend retreat, Gail, right? It is. It's going to be fantastic. And it's going to be all about ghost hunting. And connecting with spirit. Ooh, that sounds fun. And we're going to try new things that have never been done before. And we'll be investigating one of the most historic houses in Brunswick. And your weekend will include some great workshops and energy, all of our paranormal investigations, some wonderful food, and a group mediumship reading as well. And a red light seance too, right? Yes. And you never know who will come through in a red light seance. You never know. Hmm. 
And uh, if people were interested in getting tickets for this, how could they do that, Gail? Oh, they can go to our website at www.winsoulstudio.com and go to our events page, and you can put your deposit down and reserve your space for this amazing retreat. So don't delay on this rare opportunity to spend a weekend with Gail and me as we go in search, search of, of spirit. spirit. Well, there you go. We're back. I'm sorry, I was listening to the advert because that sounds really cool. So tell me all about that one then. Oh, yeah, that's uh, March uh, 18th to the 20th, I believe. And, uh, yeah, it's up at the uh, Stone Inn in uh, Brunswick, Maine. It's a a nice first-class hotel, Uh, really nice rooms, delicious food, absolutely delicious food. And uh, next to it, or actually attached to it, is the original inn, which was the sea captain's house. And it is vacant, and uh, we will have access access to it to do investigating and seances and all kinds of cool stuff. You see, it comes down to that. You always do the best things when I'm not there. Mm, Oh, well. I think you do it deliberately. And anyway, it does beg the question before we return to the normal stuff. That was a cool advert. Why hasn't Spirit Quest got a cool advert? Yeah, I saw that on on your thing. Uh, I know. We haven't got a cool advert for Spirit Quest, and that's just as cool. Yeah, I know. That's something I should probably do. Right. Add it it to the agenda. We need a cool advert for Spirit Quest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, um, you're welcome back to Ghost Chronicles International, part Mm -hmm. de, because we're international, I thought de in French, part two. Um, And before the break, we were... were Well, before you get to that... Well, uh, no, 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 no. You brought up Spirit Quest. I mean, i got to bring up Spirit Quest. So Spirit Quest... (laughs) Spirit Quest is actually uh, in September, and it will be the weekend of... September 23rd. 23rd through the 25th. 25th. And it is Angels and Demons. And this... uh, Guess which is the angel and which one of us is the demon. I know that. But uh, this will be actually really, really cool and... uh, uh, it's probably well, going to be. I'm glad you said that. I'm best, glad you said that because I'll be there. Best spirit quest yet, I think. Um, you'll, all you the suppose, details will be up next month. Uh, we're supposed to add at this point. It's going to be the best yet because I'm coming back. What's that? I think you're supposed to say it's going to be the best yet because Steve. Oh, be sure. Back. What he said. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be a blast. <laughs> And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. In fact, I, I just got uh, received something in the, in the uh, post this morning that I had ordered for a spirit question. And uh, it's it's part of a thing. And it'll be all revealed whoa, whoa, in whoa, next whoa, whoa. month. Does it require – Does hang on, hang on. I know you're not going to reveal it. But does it require that I spend half an afternoon in the scalding hot desert heat of New England but building oh, no. the damn thing oh, no. like I did last oh, no. year? No. That's all right then. How I ended up – yeah. Hey, go and build the fire pit. Okay, I'll go and build the fire pit. It's about time you earn your freaking keep over here. I'm tired of carrying you, <laughs> you lazy Welchman. I'm English. Whatever. I did a good job on the fire pit, though, didn't I? Yeah, punter. I did do a good job on the fire pit. Yeah, you did. I still have it. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, before the break, before before we got 
wandered off into fire pits. Fire pits is actually a good uh, segue back into something that, that popped up into the um, the Skype conversation that Ron and I always have off air that you lot can't hear. Uh, and it, it was talking about temperature. Now, temperature something that we very very rarely consider these days in paranormal investigations it used to be you know ghost hunters they go out they've got their emf meters they've got their k2s they've got the ghost detectors they've got their evps they've got their ghost boxes do you know what they're missing temperature and i have been banging on for the longest time to say for god's sake don't ignore the temperature because it is the only physical variable Repeat, the only physical variable for which high-quality, reliable measurements exist for anomalies, uh, temperature anomalies, that are coincident with paranormal reports, so subjective reports, people saying that stuff is taking place, but that the temperature is doing something really, really unusual like dropping dramatically or increasing in ways that it really oughtn't to do. And this has been measured within seance rooms, and this has been measured within haunted houses on a number of occasions using properly calibrated equipment for more than 75, 80 years. Since before World War II, investigators noticed that the temperature was doing something really strange sometimes. And yet, how many investigators, how many investigations do you report, do you see on Facebook on a Sunday morning, where they're paying any attention at all to the temperature? You know, they're too busy running around in the dark with the temperature recorder saying, oh my God, just got a really good EVP. And yet, you know, it, oh, it went a bit cold in there. Well, did you measure it? No. Because you're missing really good information. And I can go through this bookshelf that's, that's next to me, and, and it, it's full of stuff. Harry Price measured it, and members of the SPR within, you know, in haunted locations measured and reported that the temperature, it goes both ways. It can go down and it can go up, but in ways that, that it really oughtn't to do. I remember one case that I was involved in investigating. We had two calibrated thermometers inside somebody's house where they had reported what they described as a cold spot and we actually documented an 11 degree celsius so for american that's a lot of fahrenheit um drop in under three minutes now we we tried a little experiment later where we opened every single in fact the temperature inside the building became two degrees celsius lower than the temperature outside the building and we tried an experiment sometime later there where we opened every single door and window and we gave up after an hour because the temperature inside just wouldn't stabilize it just didn't drop fast enough to stabilize with the outside air there you go you see Temperature is really, really important. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, uh, during our red light, red light science uh, last week, uh, I used the eddy meter, which I actually found useful. Has it got a thermometer on it? It does. Do you measure the temperature? With a temperature? No, because we only measure if someone feels something. Why don't you measure the temperature? Because we have other things to do. We're contacting the dead. We're speaking to dead people. You know but what I mean? But, yeah, yeah, but you're there to look for evidence to support the claims that unusual things are happening. Oh, no, I'm there to get levitated. Oh, all right, then. 
Right. Yeah, yeah. But more importantly, it had the geophone on it, which actually it's gave so, us. It's cool, isn't it? It gave us. Uh, we now had it on a table, so we could now actually see the table vibrating according to the geophone. Yeah. Well, you will do, even if there's nobody touching the table. What's that? Or a table resting on the floor, isn't it? No, can't do no, it. No, the table's levitating. No, can't do it. Aye? It works out fine, despite it, what you uh, say. Huh? It works fine. No, it doesn't pick up vibrations from the floor. Unless you were stomping on it. Not very sensitive, then, is it? What's that? Not very sensitive, then. Yeah, it should is. Well, it should because be able it, to. Because the table's insulated from the floor, dummy. Nah, uh, how insulated and at what frequency is the insulation? Oh, you, you can put it on phone blocks. That's what it's frequency. Uh, because frequency, frequency is very, very important because well, high well, frequency well. vibration is attenuated by things like rubber, whereas it will pass easily, the low frequencies will pass easily through a rubber block insulation. Ask NASA where they were trying to build a, an infrasound isolated chamber, and they, they tried uh, t- uh, 10-foot springs and 20-foot thick rubber walls. They couldn't stop the damn thing getting through. Low frequency vibrations will get through anything. Mm-hmm. 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 That's why you hear that. Ne- you know when the you know when a car goes down the street, you hear the. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We heard this thing a thousand times. We heard that it gets stronger. Yeah, but you can't you can't turn around and say nonsense like the table was isolated, so there was no vibration from the floor. Exactly. Isolated you- to the calibration. of the Eddie. So all you all you've done is knock out the high frequency vibration. But that still doesn't rule out things like that. Doesn't rule out. How can you even comment on this? Because I've got one. Yeah, but you can't comment it. You don't know how I set this up. I'm extremely irritated now. I can I can talk physics, and I can tell you now that the that the yeah, but you have no idea what we did. Doesn't matter. The, the, it doesn't those, matter. Of course that not. Be, the geophone. I'm passing and I'm right. Ge- it doesn't matter. Of course I'm right. The geophone does. See? Will still, <laughs> the geophone will respond to any vibration that's that's uh, powerful enough to access to to to, uh, to go over its trigger level. Okay, now that fr- it's not frequency dependent. All you're doing is masking the low fr- the high frequency uh, end of the of the vibrations. I get a. Ah, it's simple physics. Yeah, 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 yeah. You sound like my you sound like my psychology supervisor. Applied physics, you know, applied. Yeah, physics. I do. I apply it every Regular day. Physics is there's a difference. Yeah, it's different when you have sitting with books and doing theories. Physics, and another when you physics. actually apply it to real life situations. Yeah, funny, funny thing I do. Oh, that's not the, when do you have time to do it? You're too busy writing books and well, I did, I did design, or... I did design an infrasound detection system that used seismometers and I've never heard of it. Have you? No, no. U.S. military did, but there you go. Well, where is it then? Where is it at the moment? It's about t- it's about six feet behind me uh, in in two flight cases. I, why are we hearing more about this? This should be shocking the science world. Uh, well, in actual fact, if you watch NASA, they pinched a part of the idea. Well, they used part of the idea of this array that uh, that I had developed. Uh-huh. And, and how come uh huh. And this didn't make its way to uh, spirit. It made it on the because it, it's too bloody big. If the if the truth be told, <laughs> you told me it was a laptop. 
it's in yeah there's a laptop and then two flight cases and then two two uh, rucksack type cases uh. you think you think british airways we get one 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 paltry bit of hand luggage one bag check check bag uh. that's all i mean you know I, that's why i didn't even bring any books over last year they're just mm-hmm. too damn heavy right 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 that's why i have some people's clothes here from three years ago <laughs> burn them <laughs> <laughs> Burn them! <laughs> They're not witches, you know. You know, you haven't got thrift stores. <laughs> Give them away. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, the the idea that vibration is in, is is important. I mean, again, it's something that that investigators ignore. They're they're looking for for EVPs. They're looking for, um, you know, the wrong thing. Yeah, look for Harry Price used to carry in his ghost hunting kit. He had famously a bowl of mercury, um, yeah, which of course you know, health, health and safety would would ban these days. But um, you can use a, a liquid as a vibration um, sensor. It can show you the, the vibration. The problem with the geophone, and and I have the the Eddie in its UK version. It's exactly the same. Hey, speaking um, about that, is there a label yeah. on the top? Uh, no. On the face of it, is there a label on it? Yeah, it's the same as, uh, but it doesn't say EDI. What does it say on it? Oh, God. Do you know, it's packed away at the moment. Um, oh, you have it packed away? I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I did tell you about it when it arrived. Because, no, we have discovered yeah. that the yeah. Eddie label, uh, if you put, the, you put it in the right light, you can see that underneath there is actually a raised... Uh, MK something or other. Uh, That's it. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Um, yes. I can't remember the exact one, but that's the one. It's the M something meter. So they just on- took your meter and then they put a Netty label on it. So it well, is. When you look at them side by side, they are in fact identical. Oh, I'm telling you, under the label is is yeah. this thing. It's just yeah. M- I believe it's MK. I'm not really sure offhand. I don't have the meter in front something of me right like now. That. But it's something like yeah. that. You're right. But the problem, and it comes it comes down to a lot of stuff like EMF meters with the geophones. Mm-hmm. Is very very few of them will actually give you the frequency information. So you really don't know. Uh, oh yeah, did you see the instructions that came with it? Yeah. <laughs> Boy, was I, I was reminded of another meter um, <laughs> that, had, <laughs> that had odd instructions. Yeah, you know what's funny, though? I mean, when you think about it, you paid, uh, what, about 100 bucks or something for that one? Uh, yeah, uh, 99 yeah. Yeah, whatever. And the other ones uh, was like 30 bucks or whatever. But, uh, I mean, I think the other one actually had more information on it than, <laughs> than that one. And I don't understand it. Why, why they don't give you anything i mean it's it's like a page it's it's ridiculous why don't they give you okay here's the frequencies here's the you know well, they can't they can't and the reason they can't is because a, it, wait a minute what do you mean they they can't of course they can well, they're made well, somebody they, them they use right, well, they can. Isn't it? Yeah, they can but yeah, they I, won't and this, yeah, they 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 won't because what they're trying to sell you is a concept. They're not trying to sell you a product. They they're trying to sell you this piece of technology that can do paranormal things, um, like with EMF meters, like with full spectrum cameras. They are making claims that cannot be substantiated. So if they provide the technical information, and if you've read Ghostology, 
uh, in the set in the chapter uh, that looks at full spectrum. I have to take it out from under my table and yeah, we'll read the section because what you find is with a lot of FS cameras, EM meters, and and geophone type stuff is if they put the specifications, people would be able to go. Hang on, it can't do what they're claiming it can do. That's why they don't put the information down. They talk about, uh, like, it was like with the old K2, where, when it was made by Safe Range and then modified by Ghost Augustine, they just said that this detector can do these really crazy things. They didn't say how they'd modified it, and you still can't get Ghost Augustine or anybody else to tell you how it's modified, been modified, um, except by taking one apart and discovering reverse how Reverse engineer it. Yeah. Reverse engineer it. And basically what they did is they turned up the gain pots and the thing became unstable. So so it, you know, it went into sort of hyperdrive um, and responded to thing. It was responding basically to itself and the internally generated electric noise within the circuits. Mm-hmm. But, but the problem with the geophone and like well, a lot of EM meters is we don't have enough information. The information could potentially be very, very useful. Like for example, with I know that kills me. It really does because it, you know. All right, so I'm not getting a high end unit. All right, so what? What can you if if you are if you are uh, you can give uh, you know a, a, a box brownie camera to a professional photographer they could turn out a good fo- a good quality photograph but you could give a professional Nikon Nikon to a you know complete monkey and they're not going to take a decent photograph with it and it's the same with with all of this ghost technology you could you can take a K two you can give me a K two meter and I can make some usable measurements they won't be uh, you know they won't be to a scientific standard that could be applied. You know, in a, in a in a paper, but they can still give me a great deal of information because I'm not using it to talk to the dead or waiting for them to flash lights. But it is lacking some crucial bits of information that would be incredibly useful for the investigator. For example, with an EM meter, um, if you had not just the amplitude, if you had the frequency information as well, you could make a very good uh, assessment of where the electromagnetic signal is coming from. Like with the vibration from the geophones, if you knew the frequency of the vibration, you could uh, stand a better chance of relating it to some event. Uh, for example, why are you putting pizza and a bottle of beer? And so, I don't know what you're, why do you keep posting emoticons on Skype? Anyway, so you would, you would be able to, for example, like the US Navy do, they have a catalogue of vibrations from the so- the sonars on their submarines so they can say that's a that's a yeah, that's an oil tanker and it's h or that's hms blah 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 or that is a fishing boat because they have a, a vibration frequency amplitude footprint for that particular uh, ship you could do that for every member of your team. You could have them walk about beforehand and you could record all of their footsteps so you would have frequency and amplitude and a great deal more of information about the, the way that they, the feet hits the ground, so heel down. You could then compare that to, um, to what you're getting, the anomalous sound. And that's exactly in paracoustics what Dr. Barry Colvin did with the poltergeist wraps. Uh, and knocks that he had from example from from uh, the Enfield case, and by using that method of of frequency amplitude comparison, he was able to say that the the knocks and raps that were from the alleged to be the poltergeist were clearly very different from those of the investigators attempting to replicate them, and side by side to the human ear, they sounded very very similar, but to the frequency analy- uh, analyzer. 
they looked very, very different. Hmm. So that's why if we had this this information, we would we would be able to do an awful lot more. And that's the right. annoying thing about these crap pieces of equipment. I agree. Uh, but, you know, it's it's just sad, that's all. I mean, but anyway. It is sad. It is sad. Uh, it's sad that investigators are being sold this, this rubbish at, uh, under some false pretext. They then take the information that, they, that it's giving to them, providing them, in good faith, because they only have, you know, what they they have from from the person that sold it to them, who to almost or, or or Zach, um, and then they they you know oh yeah the, the light three lights went on therefore it's paranormal. Okay, so it's it's unfortunate. So we're putting a challenge uh, right out here from Ghost Chronicles yeah. International, Steve Parsons and myself, are challenging all these manufacturers of all this ghost hunting equipment is to please put your specs out there, put your uh, you know your tolerances, and and you yeah. know give us something to work with. That's all we're asking. Uh, we're not saying your your stuff is junk. We absolutely are not saying that. We just want to know what we're dealing with and what we're working with. That's very simple. The stuff isn't junk, but the instructions and the specification sheets that you're supplying to the users, us, is junk. Inadequate. Yeah, junk. It's junk information. <laughs> you know? All right, I'm kind of. Tell us the specifications. Right. Give us the tolerances. Let us know what's yeah. going on. You know uh, what you're anyways. putting in them. What's that? They know what they're putting in them. Tell us. Absolutely. Don't just say, they, they, don't buy, just say, they buy the components yeah. for them. Yeah. They, don't they, just turn around and say, our engineer. They're, they're calibrated somewhere along the line. Uh, but we don't, no, we're they, not even aware of that, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, you know what the answer always is, don't you? We can't tell you because it, it's a commercial secret. That's bullshit. I know. Oh, I can't say that on the air. Oh, take because, that back. Because, you know, commercial secret, all you've got to do, it's not like, it's not like uh, Colonel Sanders, is it? All you've got to do is open the damn thing. And we've done that, pl- I've done that plenty of times. And discovered what's inside, it often isn't what they say. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're, we're coming down towards the end. Yeah. Spirit Quest is on in September, isn't it? Yes, it is. And it's as I mentioned, cool. Angels and Demons, it's going to be a lot yeah. of fun. That's going to uh, be cool. It's going to be exceptionally fun this year. It's great all the times. But, uh, okay, so she said two minutes to us, but I think it's two minutes to the pizza bell. So, I think it's two minutes to the pizza bell as well. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so tell so, us about Spirit West instead. Yeah, so anyways, we, we, <laughs> I mentioned it, and he will be there. Take the notice, uh, <laughs> And uh, I will give it, I'm going to be given a special presentation, by the way. Uh, hmm. And just remember, this it is Angels and Demon is the theme to this. There'll be, uh, well, next month we'll reveal much, much more of it. That's all I really want to say at this time. But uh, I'm so excited. I You're going to grow wings and fly around VZ, aren't you? I may, you know. You're I strap a pair of wings. They grow wings. I have them all the time. They're just invisible. You just can't see them. <laughs> so it wasn't a bald eagle I saw the year before last? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Well, it might have been bald, but it wasn't. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, that uh, being said, what, look next month for more information on VC, and uh, we'll have a demonologist there that I can tell you. So that'll be cool. You, so, you, you, you've got the more tenter hooks here. Mm, I know, I know. I, I'm so excited. I just want to. You've got me on tenter hooks, and I'm going. 
I suppose at some point you're going to tell me about it. No. I didn't think so. Just yeah. throw you in there like I usually do. Yeah. After I've built the fire pit and, hot, and set up all the chairs, put the tables out, peeled the hot dogs. What else did you have me do last year? I don't know. All I know is that uh, I, I lost the laptop with uh, years of research on it. Oh, that's the, I believe that's the bell. That's right. But that's not good. What happened to the laptop? Yes, I've lost my laptop with years of research in it. And uh, that was that wasn't. Is that the laptop we you uh, that was? That must be after after I left. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say because we used your laptop on the last day when we did the no, last. It disappeared uh, in December, and uh, uh, so I'm very sad about that. Anyway, uh, so if you've yeah. got, if any of you have got one's laptop and you're, I don't know who it, does. And at least, or if my Skype comes shows up, well, let me know if I'm on Skype because. It's on the laptop, and I ain't got it. <laughs> Funnily enough, do you want me to give you a call? Because you're on. <laughs> Am I really? No, I'm just joking. I don't think that was funny, Steve. Oh, well, I'll watch out for it, though. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Uh, so that will give me an indication. Mm. So anyway, uh, we want to thank everybody for listening, and uh, tune in next week when we'll have a real guest. Uh, instead of us, Thanks. maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. So, uh, did you? Well, maybe you get Andrew Taylor back on. I understand uh, he was he very was good fab- as my standing. He was, he was fabulous. Don't butter his ego. He's a psychic medium. God, you know what the like. I'll never hear the end Absolutely of it. Absolutely fabulous. But you know, the interesting thing is, he wanted to take a pot shot at uh, most haunted, and I kind of like. A... I kind of yeah. Like, Go on then. Torpedo that, so it didn't happen. That's a shame, because I could have told you some stuff about Andy and Most Haunted. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll tell you later. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you at Spirit Quest. All right, so you got anything coming up? Uh, you were No. Okay, there you go. Check out my website, because <laughs> we've got about 15 seconds. Anyghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Get the latest information on Spirit Quest and all the other cool things that I will be doing. And by and ghostology. I will be doing cool stuff because I live for cool stuff. Do you? I do. Here's the tunes, so we got to go. Bye now. So there you go. Uh, till next week. Good night. God bless. Yaddy, yaddy. I've already said goodbye. Does that mean we're off air now? Yeah, we're off here. Does that mean we can talk about them? Yeah, we can talk all about people. God, there were some people in the chat room tonight, weren't there? to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law. In today's business-